and they were not good just not very good so i don't know if this is gonna sound as cool because it's not powered by, by italian, italian soda <laughs> welcome back to another episode of slightly balanced where we hope to inspire relate and create a great relationship with our listeners let's get started with a little dose of happiness This episode is sponsored in part by the Barn at Aspen Acres, inviting you to unite, grow, and celebrate together. And by Blue Spruce Coffee Truck, a mobile coffee delivery service available to pour you some love. Uh, So today's happiness segment uh, has to do with a sweet little girl and her hot chocolate stand. She, uh, I'll just read you the intro I passed. This five-year-old girl, has succeeded in paying off the outstanding lunch debts of her classmates simply by selling cookies and hot cocoa. Caitlin Hardy was first inspired to peddle her baked goods as she overheard a student's mother talking about how she was unable to afford an after-school program for her child. Caitlin's mother, uh, Karina, then had to explain to the confused youngster that some parents did not have the same amount of money as other parents, which is why some families may not be able to enjoy some kind of benefits and freedoms as the Hardy family. So this is what inspired this sweet little girl um, was from overhearing this other mother say that she may not be able to afford certain things for her kids. I'm winging it. And this sweet little girl's like, I want to help out. And so it started out with hot chocolate. Um, and then she added cookies in with her baked goods and stuff. And she was able to pay off, I think it was 105 uh, other student debts, uh, lunch money debts. And she's continuing that's so cute. It's so cute. It's like uh, the pay it forward program in your coffee truck. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, so people like will pay extra or just give you 20 bucks and say, hey, pay for the next $20 worth of people or for people who might need it. Uh, so th- at church, we have this thing called Sandman. It's see a need, meet a need. And so this oh. little girl saw the need and then met the need and she was so young and so brilliant. Five years so, old? Five years? Six years? Five years old. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. So... If we can be inspired by this little girl, and oftentimes I think we just doodle bop through life and don't really care about other people's troubles. Yeah. If we can be open and receptive to them and see if, I mean, it may not be monetary. If someone just might need like a hug or just time to have a good conversation. Or challenge you to pay for the next person in line. Yeah. Oh, I love doing that. Yeah. The pay it forwards are the best. Or like paying for someone in the fast food line behind you is always fun. I'm like, but hold up. How much did they order? (laughs) (laughs) $50? 50, Are we talking like 500? Are they paying for the office today? Um, But yeah. So if you can see in need, meet a need. And uh, the sweet little girl uh, inspired us today. I love it. The assertive statement this week is how to set yourself up for a successful 2020. We have some tips from Forbes. And there is four tips that will help you prepare for a successful new year. And, um, you know, the theme in the last couple episodes have been how do we, you know, figure out what we want and need in the new year and then how to accomplish and do it. So um, I think their ideas are very similar to kind of what we have talked about. But review and reflect on the past 12 months. Make a game plan for the next 12 months. 12 months. Um, I love the next one. Clean up your inbox. <laughs> oh, it's so true, though. <laughs> I think I need to clean up my inbox only because like sometimes if I if I can't get to it right then, then I leave it open. But then I get 20 more emails and I forgot that I yep. haven't 
gotten back to gotten that back to that person yes so i apologize now but um also in that segment it talks about creating filters to help keep your inbox clutter free mm-hmm. um i could definitely use the practice of doing this oh same i yeah i definitely could when they're talking about cleaning up the inboxes i think it can be taken literally and metaphorically yeah um i mean literally like my text messages and emails i definitely need to filter them bad boys out um but then like your inbox of just junk that's coming into your life too and like where you're sending your energy and your time if it's not towards something that's going to grow you or go towards your goals for that year kind of like purging yeah sometimes we need it all yeah because how good does it feel when you have a clean house yes and you're like oh i can take on the world same thing if you go in and you have like a thousand and two emails it's not a very good feeling it feels daunting and overwhelming so if you can start your year with a fresh inbox that's like when all my cup holders are full (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <in your> <laughs> I had to get rid of them. In my I'm case. like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's just your cup holders. It's like every row of seating in my car. So oh, yeah. I'm proud well, of you. It's that too. <laughs> Maybe like my floor on the right passenger side. <laughs> like my guests that get in the car, which is like never. Never. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, let me just clear, Do you want to drive? <laughs> you want to drive? Let me clear a footpath for you, which is, which is better. <laughs> so yeah, just cleaning up your inbox and your inbox of life for a fresh start because I think that's going to keep you motivated. I love that one. And then finish as many small tasks as possible. I like this one. Yeah. Because I'm a list person. So I've, especially these last two weeks have been so crazy. I make a list every day from biggest to smallest or smallest to biggest and like what's most important and it feels so good just to mark things off of my um even though list. you had to add five more to it because i had to add five more that's besides the point if i put a little check mark next to it <laughs> it's done it's done and it makes me feel good um but it says finish as many small tasks as possible it's so that you can uh it kind of goes back to the david ramsey i don't know if you are familiar with david ramsey tia or not but yeah he, he talks about loans and so he says or where you're paying back your debts or credit cards or whatever start with your smallest ones and then grow into your bigger ones because you want to start small and gain that momentum it's like a snowball you know you have to start with a little bit it starts rolling down the hill it gets bigger and bigger and bigger Yes. So why would you start with your biggest one first and like not see a difference? If you start with your smallest one and start, you know, um, making a difference and paying it off, you're going to see those changes and be, feel more motivated. So I think that's the same with your task for your business is, you know, start with the small things, get them done. So you gain momentum to cr- finish those big things. I like that. Tying up, replying to emails, tying up loose ends on projects, mm-hmm. file the paperwork that you've been putting off. Oh, I had to do that this past weekend. Ugh. It's like, it does just kind of start to pile up. It's it, tough. It does. It totally does. Um, the other two I want to go back to is yeah. um, review and reflect on the past 12 months, which I know we kind of already have. Uh, but I think we have a tendency to look back on like just the positive things and like the good things because that's the stuff that sticks with us and that's the stuff that feels the best. Right. Um, but I think it's good to review maybe some of the harder things that may have been hard to deal with in 2019 and see how you can grow from those. Um, and then when you make a plan for the next 12 months or for 2020, try to learn from maybe those mistakes um, and then maybe try to incorporate more of those positive things that you had um, as well throughout your your business year as well. Um, so I definitely think reflecting is great. Don't dwell on it, but definitely use it to create a better 2020. Yeah. And one of the things I put in there, too, was ask your manager or colleagues for feedback um, or, you know, have your own self-reflection. And mm-hmm. nobody really likes feedback because they're scared of yeah having negative but i think it's good to have some critiquing Mm -hmm. or you know just helping them kind of move forward with that yeah i've been 
so I really like constructive feedback, yeah. but I also don't want people's opinions unless I ask for it. You know what I mean? Right. But like, if you are needing that constructive feedback, just remember that it may be brutally honest. And if it hurts you or it like upsets you, it's hurting your pride and that's okay. Pride is not good. That's not going to harvest or grow positive things. So if it hits a little green monster in your stomach, that's a good thing. Let's tear down those walls. Yeah. And learn from it. And, and figure learn from out. it. Yeah. Take what you need and Constructive leave the criticism is so good for you. So um, those are our tips from Forbes to help uh, propel you into 2020. So thanks for tuning in for our bravery segment. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, how to have a positive mental health 2020 moving forward. So we are seeing a rise in employers talking more openly and providing more support for mental health and benefits. Becoming It's becoming a more comfortable and common conversation in the workplace, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think in America, we lack the mental health resources that we need. And I feel like European countries are way ahead of us. And that's like they get free counseling. They get a lot of support outside of work so that when they do go to work, they're a lot happier and a lot more um, productive. And so I feel like you'll probably see that trend with the United States moving in five and 10 years down the road is that we probably are going to start prioritizing that for our employees. I hope so. And I hope I get more time off of work. <laughs> you like them European companies. <laughs> they get like six weeks. It's so nice though. That's so They nice. have like time to like just breathe mm-hmm. and like go on vacation. It's funny when you travel abroad and they're like, all Americans do is work. It's true though. It is, like it when we were on true. our trip, um, we were there for like ten days, and mm-hmm. we would ask other people, and they're like, "Oh, three, three and a half weeks." Yeah, it's like and that's normal for them, and we're like, "That's so long." And they go on like multiple trips a year, like yeah, we, yeah, and they get time to like hang out with their family. Well, and some of their maternity leave is like six months to two years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's which I mean. That is a workplace that prioritizes your personal life. Right. Rather than what you're producing for their company. Yeah. And I also like um, the idea of having, you know, counseling services like betterhelp.com or Talkspace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're cheaper. The cost of um, counseling is really expensive and having somebody like on demand is really cool. So I think having the technology that we do too. in, in today's society is kind of cool to be able to have some therapy options that yeah. are closer. Well, we were just easier. talking about apps. There's so many applications out there. This isn't mental health related, but I'd have a um, app on my phone called Be My Eyes. And so it's, have you heard of it? Uh-uh. So you either register as someone that has sight or you register as someone that doesn't have sight. Oh. And so these people that are blind or have, um, you know, seeing difficulties or disabilities, they will use the app and they'll send out a call and it'll go out to 10 people that are on this app that can see. And they FaceTime this person. They say, hey, I'm having a problem. Uh, maybe installing installing this uh, coil in my stove. Can you help me figure out how to put it in? Because they can't see. Sure. So you're being their eyes. So one time I helped this guy organize his uh, vinyl records oh, cool. in, in, in ABC. I mean, it was like a 45 minute call, but I got to talk to him about how he went blind. I got to help him organize all of his uh, vinyl r- records. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. And so like I've gotten to talk to a lot of people all over the world actually doing that. So there are a lot of really cool apps out there and more specifically to therapy, you can have a therapist in your back pocket and there's some sort of sense of security Knowing that you have that there. Yeah. Even if you don't utilize it. Yeah. You're like, well, if I'm on a brink of a meltdown. Well, and that's like following important things on Facebook, right? Like things that or in Pinterest or whatever that actually help you deal with those and that you can go and find insight. So I just actually followed 
or am looking up Talkspace on Twitter. And um, this is one of the quotes. It looks like they, they do it almost multiple hours a day. Mm-hmm. And it says, as the winter barrels ahead, use it as an opportunity to really get in tune with your feelings. Take note of your emotions and evaluate if the holiday season and the colder weather has have been affecting you negatively. So like just making you think, like, yeah. is is my bad attitude because it's cold outside? Like, do I need to go so get good. some multivitamins or mm-hmm. like maybe 12? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I need to take that vacation I've been planning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that six week vacation. I need that now. Um, but I think a part of mental health too is as Americans and as hard as we work, we I think we prioritize things differently and maybe aren't as in tune to our emotional awareness as we should be. Um, yeah. And so this segment today is we just want to give a couple of tips on how to maybe combat your mental health challenges. Um, and we have just a few things we'll go through as bullet points with you. But one is to build relationships. So what this means to me is if I'm having I have a different person for each thing. So if I'm having a business trouble, I might you know talk to local business ladies. Tia, for example, I might come to her with a frustration I might have or maybe reach out to someone that's in the same like coffee business and and talk to them about questions. Or I might have, you know, maybe something that's going on in my romantic relationship with Slade. I, I have a friend that I'd go to for that that I know is going to give me unbiased, you know, mm. a, 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 yeah. uh, feedback. And so like I have different people that I go to uh, for different things. Why would I go to someone when I'm having a say an issue with Slater or my relationship? Why would I go to someone that I know is going to choose my side right? and bash on my man? right? Mm-mm. So I think building relationships is building the right relationships and being able to talk and confide and have that healthy relationship with someone that's going to be unbiased for different parts of your life. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The second one is exercise and stay healthy. This um, is a big one. Super big, mm-hmm. especially in the winter months for us when it's really hard to just get outside and do some mm-hmm. different activities, go running. Like some days you just can't. Yeah. So or really go for walks or whatever. Yeah. Ride your bike, mountain My bike. My poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> you have a nice backyard though. So there's that, but he yeah. has short hair, poor little guy. I, well, more like I just haven't spent the time to time. go on the yeah. walks because it's cold or it gets dark at five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more like four thirty, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be five soon. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully it starts just eeping up a little bit. That'd be nice. So but- my favorite one in here is getting a good night's sleep. Because if I don't get a good night's sleep, oh. I am a grouchy bear. See, if I feel myself getting sad. My first thing I'll do is exercise. Actually, I read a really interesting article. I'm sorry, I can't quote it or read it or whatever because I was researching it a couple weeks ago. But they said, if you go for a run or do something really physically demanding when you're stressed or like about to have an anxiety attack, it goes back to the fight or flight. Mm. And so if you're physically moving forward and propelling forward and raising your heart rate, it tells your brain psychologically that you are running away from the thing that's causing the stress. Oh, so that's why your stress level that's super interesting decrease exactly when you exercise because it's telling your brain, don't worry, we got you. You're running away from this. It'll be okay. But really, you're not. You're just releasing those endorphins. And, you know, exercise anyway is good for your heart, but it is really good for you in general. So uh, but yeah, no, the sleep. I could not agree more. I never sleep good, though. I ever. Really? Oh, I'm a sleepwalker and sleep talker. No, I don't. I cannot <laughs> tell you the last time I had a good night's sleep. It's probably been years. I, Dan jokes, like, I can sleep anywhere, anytime. Oh, I'm so like, jealous. I could go take a nap right now, 1.30 in the middle of the afternoon. Really? I could drink Coke and go to sleep. I can drink coffee and go to sleep. I, I can sleep for, like, 10 hours. Well, when you're like, yeah, I'll have Solid. a triple shot mocha, but I'm going to go home and take a nap. I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you do you, boo. But wow, that is really intense. Yeah. But yeah, good night's sleep. And I was actually listening. I'm going to butcher butcher this. So just laugh at me. It's fine. Nurse anesthetist. Yeah, I did that good. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, he was talking about the importance of sleep and we don't prioritize that enough is your sleep. And he said, it's really important for you to get on a schedule. And I feel like such an old lady because I do. Like if I need to be in bed no later than nine o'clock. Yeah, I feel like people think like correlate sleep with laziness or something. And, and it's that, not. It's not. We need it. Do you charge your phone? What? Do you charge your phone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where are you wait, going wait, with wait, this? I mean, like, you charge your phone, you charge your laptop, your body and your little, like, soul needs to be recharged, too. So <laughs> don't mind you. Sorry. We weren't way of length in there. We were like, it's Christmas Eve. Don't mind us. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. I charge my phone. And yes, I need charge. <laughs> Got it now. <laughs> so sleeping definitely is a way for you to recharge your body. Got it. Um, Develop gratitude. I think mm. when you are you know, you give gratitude and you write down those things that you're positive for every day. Mm -hmm. It comes back to you. Yeah. So your big thing is like putting it into the world. That's going to come back to you. Oh, I'm a firm believer in that. What you put in the world comes back. Yeah. yeah. And even like in your, your significant other relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I yeah. compliment Dan and I, I give him praise, oftentimes it's going to come back and, oh, and he'll yeah. give me praise or, and I'm not saying like, do this if you need praise, but no, it helps. Uh, did I tell you about the little jars Slayden I have? Huh. Okay, so we have a gratitude jars, Yay. and one's for him and one's for her. And I write things I'm thankful for in him, and I put it in his jar, and he writes things that he's thankful for in me and puts it in my jar. And so even on days when like, we're not having a great day, we still put it in there begrudgingly. <laughs> um, but... It's great when you are maybe having a mental health day and like you aren't feeling the best and you can dig in there and just just read all the wonderful things that your partner loves about you. Yeah. Because you may not be feeling it that day, but the one of the people that knows you the best. Okay, hey, we're doing that. Oh, yeah. For the podcast. Oh, that would be good. That would be really, really good. Not even necessarily for each other, but just for the world. Just for the world in general. I'm really thankful for. Maybe our listeners can. Um, implement this yeah and give yeah. us a couple things to put into the gratitude jar of like yeah just like things that we're really grateful for i've got an even better idea we have a gratitude jar there's one gratitude jar people can write in anonymously and we will print out their 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 little sayings and put it in a gratitude jar and each yeah. episode we have pull out a gratitude and say well today's anonymous gratitude tip from oh the gratitude jar is you know dear sam i'm so thankful for whatever I love this idea. That would be so great. Okay. okay. I love that. But developing gratitude. There is uh, Amy Brown. I always I always cite her, but for things with Amy Brown, her podcast Amy, is amazing. Amy. Hey, Amy. Can you can you please sponsor us? Can you sponsor us or be on our <laughs> podcast, please? Um, but she has a gratitude journal and um, she every day writes four things that she is thankful for. But what a cool way for you to set up your day. It's so cool. So I love that. Start it with positivity. And you would be as surprised the power of positivity. The po the power of grad gratuity gratuity. Grateful thinking. Gratuity too. Gratuity too. <laughs> <laughs> Tip those baristas. Yes. What's your next one, dear? Um, identify and use your strengths. So uh strengths questionnaire is available at authentic happiness. So I I what I really like like about this is the word authentic happiness. Yeah. No filtered happiness, authentic, raw, real. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I hate fake happiness. Yeah. Like being authentic within your happiness, like that genuineness 
um, it really like the sense of meaning and purpose and I don't know, to me, it's, it's a, like a lot's coming at me right now because mm-hmm. I think there's way too many people that have like a fake happiness, but kind mm-hmm. of like you said, sometimes you have to be fake happiness yeah. because the show must go on. Right. <laughs> like, you right. Know? But I think having and practicing authentic happiness, is that something you have or is that something you, I think it's something you develop and it's something you work on. Like, so yeah. if you're mindful of you know being grateful i think that happiness is going to just kind of come so it's like if you think about negative things all the time you're going to be a negative person yeah you know if you think positive things positivity is going to come for you and happiness is going to be a result of that but it's interesting because slade one day like two weeks ago he said wow you got so many reviews today like positive reviews he said how come it comes in waves and i said because i only have so much energy i said and you'll notice on the days that i'm really authentic with how I'm treating my customers and how happy I am are the days I actually get a lot of reviews. I sit on the days when like my energy is really low and I have to, again, I don't want to say fake that happiness, but it, it doesn't come as easily to me. Yeah, I don't get as many reviews. People can subconsciously feel that authentic happiness yeah. for sure. It's, a, you know, subconsciously they can. And, and the good thing to remember about that, right, is you really don't know what's going on in that person's no, life. No. Like, and maybe the reason why they don't have authentic happiness that day is mm-hmm. truthfully because something bigger in is going on. Yeah, it's true. So on this identify and use your strengths, when you're having a poopy day, why would you try something that you're not good at? You know, like I wouldn't go golfing on a day when I'm not having good mental health day because I absolutely would much rather watch paint dry than golf. But it's something I'm not good at. So it probably would make me feel worse about myself. So yeah. when you're having a bad mental health day, do the thing you're super good at. If you're good at racquetball, go do it. Or if you're good at painting, do that. So I think that's a big thing on that one as well. So the next one, you want to do that one? Oh, yeah. So create flow. Well, you know, we, this bravery segment I know is going a little bit longer, but I think there's a lot of good content here. Um, And so we're going to do the create the flow is the state of being so highly involved in an enjoyable activity that you lose track of time. This usually happens when the level of challenge is about, is about right for your level of skill. Flow can happen during work, hobbies, creative arts, or sports. And honestly, I don't think I've had a creative flow for such a long time. And I think the last time I had creative flow was when I was in art school. And I could literally work on like a charcoal piece for four hours and it could feel like two minutes. Hmm. Have you ever know. like have you ever like experienced yeah. something like that? You've worked so intently on it, like, but your energy is fully channeled on that. I think so anymore we're so like I can't watch TV without checking my phone right. five bajillion times. Right. You know what I mean? Like to get in the zone and be mm-hmm. creative. creative. I don't know when the last time it has been for me. Um, maybe we need to challenge ourselves. Yeah, to, to set aside some... that intentional time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a really good one. I think it's hard to create flow, but I think that goes back to meditation too. It's hard to meditate. And you have to be really disciplined with that. Although I can say, actually, I really felt um, I didn't even bring my phone in when we did the escape room. I felt like we were maybe having oh, some yeah. creative flow. Then. We were actually having some creative flow because we were actually you, yeah, you were very zoned in and focused and your energy is going solely to that one thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is very so maybe true. it's not necessarily art even though that sounds no, natural. N- but no, but that was natural for me, I think, because I was in art school at the time. But no, I think that I would agree with you. Yeah. Sometimes I feel it when I'm cooking too, which oh, I yeah. haven't been cooking recently. So I could I could get that creative flow more. <laughs> hey, if you want to cook for me, that's fine. You can have your creative flow. Okay. <laughs> Slave doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but no crunchy things. No crunchy, yeah, no chunky chunks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and the next one is to give to others. So whether this is volunteering your time or intentionally investing in a coffee date with um, a friend or a relative or an acquaintance, it there's just there's something about writing a check to a charity and there's another thing about spending your time with someone. And I think however you choose to give to someone, I think my biggest thing, I think it has to do with my love language. And maybe later on, we'll talk about our love languages and anagrams and stuff. Um, but I think mine is, I love to spend time with people. And that's like one of my biggest gifts I can give people is my time. Uh, spirituality and religion. So we kind of talked about, yeah. we've talked about this a lot, like just finding what's important to us, the mindfulness, meditation, cope, ha- having ways to help cope with stress, um, reduce symptoms of mental illness. Yeah. Um, and that, maybe, that looks different for everybody. It does. You know, there's no book on that. You know, if you're more of a spiritual person, then maybe set aside time to practice whatever spiritual thing is for you. Or if you are religious in your relationship with God or your relationship with whatever is good for you. And some people it's running, right? Or like that, that, that's someone, yeah. Going on a hike in the nature. That's spiritual for some people. Yep. Yeah, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe go. take a time and go practice that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, seek help. If you're struggling to feel happy, um, coping with everyday life, finding meaning or feeling connected to others. Um, it's really important to go and see your your doctor or mental health. Or counselor yeah. or whoever. Yeah, go talk to them. It's okay. Um, there's uh, There are resources out there and we, we want to tell you that it's okay to use those people. And it's not bad. It is so not bad. I've been in counseling and the happiest I've felt is when I've been in counseling. I know. I love the second half of this. It says almost half of Australians will experience a mental disorder at some time in their life. Oh, that's um, crazy. I just, I like that they use Australians because I feel like... Well, it's an Australian website. Oh. Oh, I just <laughs> you. that. Dang it. I was going to be like, I feel like Australians are always happy. They're and so they're nice. like Their voices are so cool. <laughs> like, why do they pick Australians? <laughs> That's why. Oh. It's an Australian website. Good one, Tia. There you go. That's okay. Oh, man. I, I always say like... Why did you point that out? I'm no, sorry. It's not an Australian website. <laughs> You're talking about accents. When I compare like oh. our accents, I think of plain bagels. They're just super plain and monotone. And we don't That's have what any, ours are? Yeah. Plain just plain bagels. You yeah. know, like Australians, like, I don't know, a spicy jalapeno cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're done with this okay. segment. Okay. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> Blue Spruce Coffee Truck is a mobile coffee delivery service available for daily deliveries as well as weddings, church functions, and sporting events. Visit us on Facebook to see how we can be a part of your next event. The Barn and Aspen Acres is a simplistic, modern, farmhouse-style wedding and event center that is now booking for 2020 and 2021. To learn more and book your event, visit www.blackhillsbarn.com. Our next segment is a lug lug. (laughs) love segment, and this is how to have healthy relationships in 2020. And so this kind of goes back to episode one or episode two, where we talked about uh, who's your tribe and you are who your friends are. And so I think as we go into 2020, you do meet new people. And I think you kind of need to filter out, you know, 
who is who's going to be a part of your 2020 who are you going to allow into this year of change and challenge and growth and so this is just kind of to help you identify and to harvest good relationships romantic or otherwise i like this Mm -hmm. um because your your little bullet points here are so accurate do you like the bullet points oh good i'm so So glad (laughs) accepts people's differences this is a big one yeah and i think it's like do they fit with you Mm -hmm. like you can accept people's differences but if you really um like if they're really upcoming about okay we're just going to use it because it's really big for instance democrats versus republicans Republicans, yeah if they are very outspoken about being a republican and you're a democrat maybe that Maybe it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. if they, you know, they like peach Italian sodas and you like strawberry, strawberry Italian sodas. It's probably okay. <laughs> it's probably okay. <laughs> but I think I have gotten, so I I made friends with a friend in 2019 and we definitely have different views on things. And I think the most profound thing she ever said to me is like, she disagreed with what I said, but like instead of saying, I disagree with that. And here's why she's like, oh, I really respect that. Yeah. And I was like, just those words, I really respect that, hit home with me. I was like, wow, okay, she can respect what I'm saying. May not necessarily agree with it, but it's something for her to take home and think about too. Yes. So I think just accepting people's differences, physical or, you know, you know, spiritually or religion wise or um, political wise, you know. But they challenge you, and that's kind of going into your next thing. Is, that opens is your per- mind. Yeah. Is yeah. the person growing you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is. Yeah. Are you growing them? Mm-hmm. But, Is it a challenge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a good, healthy challenge. A good, healthy challenge. Yeah. Like I said, I really look up to Tia um, with our businesses and the things that she does with her business and social media and how she structures things uh, has me growing with my business too. It's like-minded people, I think, that challenge you to grow. So mm, you, I, you don't, I don't think you want to... I'm not saying don't be friends with certain people, but um, I don't, don't... I wouldn't give life or energy to friendships or relationships that... suck the life out of you or negative or don't propel you in a positive direction yeah um be an active listener Mm, yeah this is a big one yeah 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 for me yeah because i think if you're just like always uh what do they say you like listen for your response instead of just listening yep Mm -hmm. like sometimes we don't need to again maybe it's just like being an active listener and letting that grow from you too yeah that's that's a good one i think Reference episode one, where I'm talking super fast and all over the top of Tia. I was not being an active listener. Um, But I think that pertains to me in a lot of areas of life. Um, But I think we, especially as business owners, I think our mind is in so many different places. Mm -hmm. I can be thinking about what marketing tools I need to launch for the week, but I'm also thinking about how I'm going to feed Slade that night, you know, and also thinking about paying whatever bills for our home, you know? So like, I think we're always thinking about so many things all the time that we forget to just stop and have that conversation with someone and be in that moment with that person. So being an active listener, I think is, takes a lot of energy it does. and a lot of time. And I think it should be intentional. Give your time is the next little bullet point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this can be hard for me. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. This one can be really tough for me, but I think it's a practice, but it's also like something that you do have to do to have a healthy relationship. Yeah, it's 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 true. Well, it kind of goes back to our bravery segment where it says volunteer your time or be, but you know, give of your time to someone. And there's the two most precious things you'll spend in life, not money, is energy and time. 
Yes. Your two most precious things that you can spend. And I'm going to be really honest. I'm really greedy with my time. Yeah. I, if I don't, this sounds so terrible, but if I don't feel like you're worth it, I'm not going to spend my time with you. And that's just, is it spending as if this is a currency with you or investing that into you? If I don't think that it's positive or going to grow me, I don't invest that into you. I know. And I listened to um, something recently about, it was with Mila, um, why am I blanking on her last name? She's married. Kuzme? No, the girl that's married Ashton Kutcher. Kunez. Oh, Kunez. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and she was talking about how intentional she is with the people that she's around mm-hmm. and that she'll be honest. Like, and I think you and I kind of agree with this. If you can't, not always, but it's so much easier to give your time mm-hmm. when you can still do it with your partner. Right? Like, yeah. Like when you and I and Slade, like you weren't giving up time with Slade, which is also important. Yeah. But like you guys were able to do it together. Together, yeah. And so I I really see that of a high value. And sometimes I've seen some semi-broken relationships where you're like, you don't really want to give up the evening with your significant significant other. other, That's the only time you have with them. Right. But you also really want to see this friend, but you don't really want to see their spouse, right? Yeah. Or or something similar to that. So I think that, that that can be very... Um, challenging mm-hmm. in those situations. No, I agree with that. The last one that I put in here is it may not pertain to you, um, but phone management. And I know you kind of were talking about that with your 2020 goals with Dan is that you, when you get home, like you want to be home and you want to be present. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, even when I hang out with my friends, I am still checking my phone and that totally breaks that energy flow you know yeah. that i'm investing into that person it's totally interrupted maybe that's why we like this like little hour segments that we have to do yeah. because we have to ignore everything <laughs> <laughs> which is nice i do look forward to like this part of my week like this yeah. is like for me is like yoga almost because i'm like oh i can disconnect still be doing something i feel like is valuable important and important and something i feel like i'm almost destined to do a little bit and it makes me feel fulfilled and yeah. I don't have to, I can, I don't have to worry about the rest of the world, but yeah, you but, can just like be gone for an hour from what mm-hmm. and know that it's only one hour and I'll come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think phone management's a big one. Um, so I guess I'm going to ask you a question Tia. Okay. Uh, what types of friendships do you feel like you thrive best with? Mm. Like what does that friendship look like? So I definitely agree. Like with what I said earlier, of like mm-hmm. having a friendship that, Dan and I can be friendships together because I feel like that like feeds and helps us grow Mm -hmm. together as a couple but also like having those friendships are like really valuable it's so hard to find good couple friends though it It is is. so challenging I don't know if it is for you guys but it is for us like it's really challenging yeah Mm -hmm. and then I think having like commonalities of like what we enjoy to do Mm -hmm. or that they'll make efforts and it's not always just you like trying Mm -hmm. to plan something yeah Right. Like I really thrive that in a friend that's like, hey, I'm going to invite you to go do X. Yeah. Because I've had so many relationships in my life where it's like I'm constantly the one inviting you. I'm constantly Mm -hmm. the one that's making the plans. I'm constantly the one that's making dinner. It's one sided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that becomes really exhausting. So I really thrive in a relationship that's very two sided. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just like I texted you, I was like, let's go do a date night. Yes. And when does it work for you? Right. And we're doing this. And yeah. I was like, yes, yes, and yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of feels good though, sometimes, especially as business owners, to have someone take charge and just tell you what you're going to do. Because mm-hmm. we, you make so many decisions in a day, like yes. for your business and for yourself personally. It's kind of nice just to have someone be like, this is what you're doing. 
be there, have fun, be awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think friendships that I thrive off of are because I am so busy, which I feel like busy is such a silly word. You'd make time for things that you care about, but the friendships that I thrive most with are the ones I don't feel like I have to baby. I don't have mm-hmm. to constantly talk to that person and constantly check in with that person. Like with you, I could probably go months without talking to you and just pick right back up, which I always feel like we have, even since right. like we first met is like we had really good exchange. And then like a couple of months later, you texted me about starting a podcast and like we didn't do it then. And then like a couple of months later, we just talked a lot about our own businesses and kind of hung out a little bit. And like we never really had to always check in with each other. Right. Or that's even like you text me and I'll text back one thing. And then I won't text back for, you know, or, or two, two or three weeks. Or yeah. three weeks. Yeah, exactly. And, and I I hate like feeling guilty. Like I hate somebody that would make me feel guilty yeah. about that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So I think friends for me are ones that I don't feel like I need to, that they're secure enough in who they are and I'm secure enough in who I am that I don't need to baby that part of their emotional well-being. Yeah. So listeners, what types of friendships do you thrive with? Yeah, let us know. Give us feedback. Email us. Write on our Instagram. Facebook us. Let us know. We want to have a community with you guys. We are going to end the day again with the quote of the day. <laughs> I love the quote of the day. So every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And I think that's One really door true. closes. Another, another door, door opens. opens. Essentially the it. same thing. But, but I like this because it's mm-hmm. talking about every new beginning which Mm -hmm. is 2020 Mm -hmm. here we are folks yeah and let's close the door of 2019 and open a very positive door to 2020 yes Mm -hmm. and launch ourselves into success Hey guys, thanks for taking the time to listen. If you have something you'd like to add from today's podcast, shoot us an email at hello at slightlybounce.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else to you. We got us. Hey guys, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get it. Let us know you're listening to us. Let us know you care. Yes, we can appreciate it very, 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 very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We hope you have an awesome week and we will see you back next week on Monday. So tune in with us.